Welcome to the Silver Screen Guide Podcast, where we discuss films from every genre. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome, listeners, to a brand new segment here at Silver Screen Guide that we are calling Look Back. So with a new Look Back segment, which was actually Alan's idea, pretty cool, we are going to be taking a retrospective that we did about a year ago, and we're just going to be talking about our thoughts, uh, how they've possibly changed, if we have revisited the movies, if our rating has changed, which would be interesting. So we're going to be uh, doing that for our retrospectives that we started a year ago, and the first one we will be talking about today is a look back on our Rambo retrospective, which we started September 2016, and it ended November 13th, 2016, which was about a year and five months ago. So this look back is taking place almost a year and a half since we first started Rambo, and that was our very first retrospective, by the way. And so, yeah, we've been doing this for basically consecutively for about a year and a half or so. It's interesting, too, because we've come a long way since we began this podcast back in 2016 with Rambo. It feels like it's been longer than a year and a half, but that's just how it goes, I suppose. Yes, and so, of course, the next look back will be the Hannibal Lecter look back, but we don't have any details on that yet, but we do want to continue this segment. We are looking forward to talking about it, so... Let's jump in and talk about Rambo. So just a little bit of a refresh. Uh, First Blood came out October 22nd, 1982. About three years later, First Blood Part 2 came out May 22nd, 1985. Rambo 3, May 25th, 1988. And the long-awaited slash, I guess, unexpected sequel in some ways, Rambo, just Rambo, came out May 25th, 2008. So, Alan, have you watched any of these movies since then? I have not. Although I do remember sending you a picture during the middle of the retrospective of the box set of the four Rainbow movies. I think it was like 15 bucks on Amazon or something like that. I almost bought it, and if I would have, I may have been able to return to it, but I never did. Maybe someday I'll go back and get it. But I have not returned to them since we've done the retrospective back in September. I also have not watched any of these Rambo movies since then, I just haven't had the desire. There's been plenty of other things to watch, and I have seen, I've seen the first one multiple times, many times. I've seen the second one many times. I've only seen the third one once still, and I've seen the fourth one twice now. Right, and I know that you own at least the first one, and I think the fourth one. Am am I correct on that? I own the first two on DVD, and then I got the Blu-ray box set of the first three, and then I own the fourth on Blu-ray. So I own them in multiple ways, <laughs> and some double dipping. Right, and I know that since the retrospective, I haven't since I ever returned to them, I've only seen all of them once. I know that you've seen at least one and two multiple times, so yeah. So the budgets for these movies were very interesting budgets. Um the first one, First Blood, had a $15 million budget. First Blood Part 2, $25.5 million. Rambo 3, a $63 million budget, which was the biggest, uh, which was the highest budget of any movie to that time. 
Yes, that's right. I do remember us talking about that in the podcast. It's it's kind of funny that Rambo 3 is the most expensive movie ever made at the time. And now we have movies that are being made that are probably almost 10 times the budget of this. Um, now, we do. I do remember ma- us mentioning that it's, it's kind of funny how movies back, how movies now um, have such a big budget, but they don't seem to utilize that money to making such a great, a good quality movie. So that's also kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. That number has been blown out of the water. Budgets are way higher than that. And, of course, Rambo, the 2008 sequel, had a $50 million budget. Now, as for the box office, how popular were these movies at the box office? Well, that might tell you a little something about how popular they are today, because normally popular movies at the box office remain popular. Uh, you know, years afterwards, but movies that didn't gross very much, eh, people don't really care to revisit those. So, First Blood, um, $125 million. Part 2, $300 million, which was crazy big. It was a huge summer blockbuster, you know, did did massive numbers. Right, and this is something that we began noticing, uh, this is when, at least when it first came up, and it became a trend ever since we do retrospect, ever, ever since we've done retrospectives, which is, if the first one does great, then the second one normally does a lot better. Although, recently with Halloween 2, we did notice that that wasn't the case, and the second one actually did worse in the box office than the first one, even though the first one was very popular. Yeah, that is interesting how audiences, even though the second movie came out, what, like three years later, it still did, you know, gangbusters at the box office. It was huge, but it's interesting whereas Halloween didn't do that, actually. Rambo 3, 189 million, and Rambo was the lowest grossing of them all with 113 million. Now, if you're going to adjust that for inflation, which probably makes sense, uh Rambo Part First Blood Part 2, 388 million, pretty crazy number there for that movie. Yeah, First Blood actually comes in at 147, Rambo 3 119, and adjusting for inflation, Rambo this is now these are just uh domestic numbers actually. So domestically, Rambo grossed fifty-four million. Yikes! Yeah, I do remember that we talked about how audiences really weren't very excited when Rambo came back in two thousand eight, and that's very much why he didn't do very good in the box office. But adjusting for inflation, total, these movies, even though, gosh, they span a couple decades, actually, it's fairly close to nearly a billion dollar franchise actually yeah that's a lot of money yeah well honestly i guess if you're gonna maybe throw in the worldwide numbers it would be no it's still not it's still not a billion dollars uh if you're gonna throw in worldwide it's about 700 million somewhere around there yeah it's getting there it's almost there but 300 more million to go then you have a billion Yes. So honestly, it's it's pretty close. I mean, 300 million is still uh, quite a ways to get to that mark. But nevertheless, that's pretty impressive. It's like 75 percent the way there for a movie spanning all these decades. Yeah, it's also very interesting, too, because they did change production companies from First Blood to First Blood Part Two. I forget who was the production company from First Blood, but from uh, First Blood Part Two and on, it was TriStar. 
Yes. Well, First Blood is not really the creation of Sylvester Stallone, even though he... I know he wrote a couple of the movies. Um, I don't know. Some of that, it was his own kind of, I guess, prima donna-ness, whatever you want to say, on set. Kind of pushed the directors around, directed some of the stuff himself. He kind of eventually came to run the show. And the movies were very interesting because the first movie is based off the 1972 novel by David Morrell. And that was talking about soldiers coming back from the Vietnam War. And Morrell was kind of, Rambo was an amalgamation of some of his students that were uh, Vietnam vets that came back to college that he spoke with. And I do own the book. I've started reading it about like three times probably. And I have sadly never finished it. I've always got halfway. And then I've just simply got distracted. It's like one of those vacation books you like try to read and then when vacation's over you're like you just quit reading it i i would love to read it someday though i've owned it for many years but first blood it's called first blood part two for a reason because rambo journeys back to vietnam to help out some pow's which was a modern day topic and continuing the trend with rambo 3 that movie was about the Russians invading Afghanistan and fighting. So it was clearly becoming a movie about Rambo is the world's savior in a way. And it it kind of started just drawing attention to uh, current day worldwide political issues that they felt needed to be talked about, which normally is never a good sign. Right, Alan, when movies start to become preachy and they're more about the politics than about crafting a good story. Yeah, and it's kind of weird, too, because number three, kind of number two, but number three definitely was quite preachy. Right. Two wasn't too bad. I know that we noticed. Um, now, compared, now the first one compared to, I'd say, even the other, the then all the sequels after it is, it's very much the odd one out um, because it goes from Rambo being this veteran who wants to come home. Uh, from the Vietnam War to Rambo going and helping other countries when maybe he shouldn't do that. And I know that at least with number three and maybe so on with the other uh, two after number one, they did kind of stir some controversy because of that. Yes, the fourth one was about the Civil War, I guess, going on in Burma. So once again, they see a trouble going on and they're like, we're going to expose this, get this out to American audiences through Rambo once again even though it's been 20 years since they first saw Rambo Stallone is no longer in his prime yeah he's still ripped but it's really hard to revive 20 year old characters the only thing that I've ever seen that I think we can agree that's ever done this really like almost perfectly is Blade Runner yeah that's very true i do know that i mentioned Blade Runner in the very in our very first podcast and how First Blood beat it out in terms of money, which we thought was interesting. Looking back on it now, after doing the retrospective for Blade Runner, uh, we did note it. We did note in that retrospective that um, Blade Runner did terrible at the box office because nobody exactly knew what it was. Which is kind of funny because of how ignorant I was back in the day. So, let's look at the IMDb ratings and see if any of the ratings have actually changed on IMDb. Well, the first movie holds a pretty high 7.7. And then we have another drop from to 
four for the second movie. That's just pretty mediocre, I guess. And then the third movie holds a 5.7, which is bad. That's in bad territory. Yeah, that's not good. And the fourth movie has actually dropped in rating. Really? Yes. So when we reviewed it in late 2016, the fourth one held a 7.1, the second highest rated Rambo movie. Well, it is now dropped to just a 7. I see. Interesting. So maybe we had an effect on that. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but you don't see IMDb movies. The ratings don't like I don't think they fluctuate too much too often. This isn't a very much of a fluctuation, but nevertheless, it is noteworthy that it has dropped. Yeah, usually when the sequel comes out for a, a movie, the rating from the original will change. Um, I'm sure that if Blade Runner was released back when IMDb was totally a thing, its score would have changed um, after it got to it got its cult status. I'm sure Marvel movies, all of them basically will fluctuate up and down depending on the movie that's released after it. And I'm sure that that's totally a thing. This is just, that's just kind of the uh, good thing about IMDb is that it's able to, the scores are always able to change with the more releases of that series or just with age. Yeah. And the nice thing is the IMDb users have the capability to, that rating doesn't stay static. It can go up, it can go down. Which is nice because, like Alan just said, sometimes when a movie comes out, it's not appreciated, but then it becomes a cult classic and then it receives more recognition that it deserves. And uh, what do you think? Do you think it's right that Rambo 4 uh, has dropped its rating? I'd say yes. I know that when we talked about it, we both were kind of not very big fans of it. Um, honestly, though, the rating of a 7 is pretty admirable on IMDb, and it is kind of cool to see that these movies will, their ratings will change over time and show how different generations view it. And I guess also kind of go to show um, how a movie ages as well. It's kind of interesting. So of the four, which do you think is the most unfairly rated yeah, I would say probably number four. I mean, it was my least favorite out of all the four of them. I do feel like some parts of it were kind of exploitative in terms of maybe violence and, and stuff like that. I also don't really understand why its score is as high as it is on IMDb. I guess I don't really, I, as I said before, I, I don't agree with that score. Um, the other, now the other three, I do think that those are pretty fairly rated. I, I do understand why they have the ratings that they do. And I do kind of agree with them. Um, although mine differ slightly. Number four is the one that I see as the one that's most unfairly rated in my own opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. A seven for Rambo four is way too high. Very surprising. Honestly, I think it's, a lot of maybe nostalgia factored into some of those reviews. It's 20 years later. People don't remember 2 and 3. They see this as probably going back to more of its roots, I guess, just with maybe more of the simplicity. It didn't go off and... I don't know. But even that's possibly not true to say um, because I see 2, 3, and 4 as being very similar in story structure. Especially 3 and 4 are incredibly similar in what they're trying to accomplish. But it is way more violent. I guess maybe people like that. I don't know. I really don't understand why 4 is uh, a 7. I think that is wrong. And as for... Um, 
Honestly, I think number three is somewhat fairly unfairly rated because a 5.7 just seems a, a little too low and a little too surprising, especially because a 6.4 for number two, I think is a little too high. The first one is just right, I would say. But as for those other two, I would like to see number three go up a little bit, maybe just a six, yeah. even if it went up 0. 0.3. Yeah, I, I can definitely see where you come from. Um, so now are we wanting to get into briefly talking about the things in the movies that we remember or things that have impacted us that we remember from years ago or things that we don't or we forgot about and stuff like that. Do you want to start getting into that? Sure. Okay, yeah, you can go ahead and start then. Okay, First Blood has always been kind of a favorite of mine. Um, kind of one of those movies you watch when you're sick, you know, a little bit of nostalgia factored in there. I have always loved first blood i really didn't have very many issues with it i i just remember it being really well filmed i think the story is incredibly exciting uh and the setting is great so i can't remember any flaws that i had with this movie nevertheless i gave it an eight i think that is the proper rating for it i don't think my rating should go up or down i am satisfied with the eight yeah, I'm kind of feeling the same way. Uh, I actually did go back and listen to all these podcasts. Um, with this one, I went back and listened to some of the things that are just to kind of, uh, I guess, kickstart my memory again of what happened in this movie. There were there's actually a lot of things that I do remember, which is surprising. This is the one that I remember probably the most out of the other four. Um, but yeah, I went back and listened to the podcast and I was around of a few things that I do remember liking and not liking as much. This, overall, this movie has kind of left a big impact on me. I remember almost word for word Rambo's speech at the end just because of how great that delivery was. Um, and there are still things that are kind of cheesy and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's, I think that all my issues are still pretty mild. Um, and I think that that um, that those cheesy moments are kind of a minor flaw as well. Um, although uh, looking back on it, I do think that maybe we could have had a bit more depth to the story, uh, especially Rainbow's character. I kind of wish that it's because then we get that big speech at the end. And that's kind of where the big part of the plot comes into play uh, in terms of the movie. I do kind of wish that maybe we, we would have gotten a bit more than just that one scene. Not to say that, that one scene is great because it is. That's what makes the whole movie so amazing. But I do think that maybe a bit more we would have would have been maybe, maybe a bit more of that kind of a depth would have made an impact on me. But as I said before, it's almost kind of a nitpick. And for what we get, I think it's pretty great. So I'll still stick with that 8 out of 10 rating. Uh, Rainbow First Blood Part 2, I always really enjoyed watching that, especially with my dad. That's The first two were things we always really enjoyed watching together. When I put on my Silver Screen Guide goggles, I noticed a lot of flaws with the movie. And I think my biggest flaw that I remember was it just being boring in a way. It was just too slow to get to the action I think I remember something in my notes. I don't know. We were like 40 minutes in and really nothing substantial had happened. Whereas the first movie gives you some character setup and then jumps right into it and doesn't really and introduces some good characters. Uh, I remember the Asian lady in it with them was pretty annoying and their romance. I didn't feel for it at all because I just remember there was no connection so I remember the characters were fairly weak and the action was fairly weak. I do really love that action scene though, where he is like 
hiding and he starts picking off the Russians one by one. Probably the best scene in the movie and the helicopter scene at the end when he comes in and um, stabs. He, he doesn't stab him, but he throws the knife down and he says the line, mission accomplished. And then a speech at the end, that was fairly well done. So I did give it a 6 out of 10. I'm kind of feeling from just thinking back on it, maybe I should have bumped that up to a 7. I think that probably would have been a little more justified, especially looking at the other two reviews coming after it, because that rating's too close to them, and I don't think they come right. As and close. for me, I know that I really gushed about this one, um, and my view has definitely changed on this movie. I really do not feel the same way I I do now as when we first reviewed it. Uh, yeah, the first 40 minutes are pretty boring. Really, only anything of note is that airplane scene, which was really stupid. I remember pointing that out in the podcast. Uh, maybe even the relationship between Rambo and that girl is doesn't really go anywhere. Um, I do remember specifically pointing out the stealth scene when Rambo was rescuing all the POWs. And I remember saying that it kind of drops in intensity because we don't exactly know the layout of the base, which kind of makes it seem as if it's um, it's never ending and it's and, and stuff like that. Now, the scene that got me, was, that, that hooked me in the movie, was the boat scene uh in my notes i actually had to go back and listen to it in the podcast because in my notes i just said that this just got 10 times better and so i had to go this and in the podcast is where i found it it was the boat scene and overall the action is very fun after the first 40 minutes um i do remember saying that it is a time capsule of the 80s and i still do stand by that i think that that is a pretty good explanation of the movie at the same time though it's very incredibly stupid and viewing it as a stupid movie does make it more enjoyable i would say uh but i when it's all said and done i barely remember anything from this movie and um really i had hardly even remember the boat scene and like i said in the podcast that was the that was the scene that hooked me and i can't hardly remember that one i did mention that this is also you did mention that this is also very political and that is very true so in the end i gave it an 8 out of 10 back when we recorded that and so far in the history of us doing these podcasts i have that's probably the rating that i regrets the most and if i were to review it now and rate it now it would be closer to maybe a six i'm still going to give it a slight recommend um this week is really stupid but i think it is a lot of fun stupid and if you go in thinking that it's going to be a lot more fun than than not um but at the same time, you got to make sure that you know that what you're getting yourself into. I would say that I was a bit biased going into that review. Uh, I do I do admit that. Um, I, I think that I probably could have uh, probably could have changed a couple of things and maybe viewed it more objectively. But anyways, that that's the rating I still would give it. Speaking of six, Rambo three is a six, and. I I don't know. I almost might want to give that movie a 7, but I gave it a 6 for a reason, and I'm not going to change my ratings for First Blood, Part 2, or Rambo 3 without seeing them again, because I don't think that would be a very wise, fair choice, if that makes sense. Uh, Rambo 3, I'm kind of remembering, honestly with some fond nostalgia a year and a half later. I remember really liking the setting. I remember there being some great, act, like the action was filmed really well. Um, I remember there being some hokey stuff, but that's just kind of part of the fun of Rambo once 
After First Blood, some of it, a lot of the action became less serious. It was more over the top. Great, fun, hokey Sylvester Stallone movie, by the way. Definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, yeah, Rambo 3 is a, from what I remember, it's just kind of a slight recommend. I was really, really uh, frustrated with Troutman's character because that was a total character betrayal from what we learned in 1 and 2. It was a total 180, and I hated that they really ruined Troutman's character from the first two. I remember there was a little boy in the movie that I thought just really got on my nerves and just created unnecessary conflict in the movie, unnecessary things Rambo had to do extra to save that boy's life. Uh, it didn't really work for me, and I remember... I remember some of the action I felt was kind of uh, cut down for some reason. It didn't feel like total rated R action to me like the other two did. This felt almost very PG-13 in a sense. I don't think... No, it was still rated R, but it sure didn't feel like it to me, which I think kind of... I just remember they kind of messed that up somehow. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one, too. I, I'm pretty sure I gave it a five or a six in the podcast. Uh, I do remember, although, giving it a recommend. Now, of the last three Rambo movies, this is not including uh, First Blood, it does try to humanize Rambo again. And um, to some extent, it kind of works. And I do kind of appreciate that at times. But at the same time, it doesn't exactly do the best job. And it's not very impactful like the other ones are. Um, this is where Rambo, uh, as, as if not before, had jumped into an issue, a uh, very political issue, just to raise awareness and maybe even stirred some controversy. I'm pretty sure this one did. Uh, now, this is not the strongest of the last three. It does kind of beg the question of, you know, where did all that money go? Uh, I did mention in the podcast that it is a bit more cohesive than uh, Rambo 2 and then the Rambo 2008. And I do kind of still agree with that. Now, compared to Rainbow 2, it, Rainbow 3 is not nearly as fun, but I would say it is still a bit more cohesive than Rainbow 2. Rainbow 2 is very much a lot more fun, and this one is a bit more, a bit more serious. Although, I don't think that the character of Troutman was treated very well. He was kind of ripped to shreds in this one and wasn't really given much justice. So, overall, my new rating, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10 and a mild not recommend this time around. Uh, the two before it, that being Rambo, for, that being First Blood and First Blood Part Two, I think are still stronger in their construction. But if you really wanted to see Rambo be humanized again, this one's not not too bad of a choice. It's it's a good one. Um, and I guess in that, if you like that kind of stuff, I, I guess if you want some more history, you can also go into that too. And two, I'd say. But overall, it's it's pretty weak. When it's all said and done. Rambo, the 2008 sequel, was a really big disappointment to me. That's why I gave it 5 out of 10. This was the only movie of the series that I did not and I still cannot recommend. I can recommend the first three with varying degrees, of course, of recommendation. But the fifth one, honestly, Rambo 3, I guess, was a, was a fine send-off for the character. Him and Troutman just rode off into the sunset you know what, that's fine, uh, seems more of a peaceful end, whereas Rambo, I just, I really hated when they brought him back, and he's this incredibly bitter guy who hates everybody, 
uh, hates the world, just feels, still feels totally betrayed, carries a chip on his shoulder, just a really unlikable character. And I remember the side characters, like pretty much all of them were horrible and just, I couldn't stand them. They were so annoying on the screen and I didn't really care for the story that much either. Uh, this movie also featured pretty gratuitous violence and gore, just like those expendable, expendable movies did. And there was always, they're, they're all rated R movies. They've all, all featured violence, but this was just over the top in a way where it's like, do we really need to see everybody just being blown up and their limbs just being ripped to just shreds? It was absolutely ridiculous. So this, I just didn't care for the story. The Rambo character was pretty much ruined. I only remember one good part about the movie. And that was when he was kind of having a nightmare in a way. And you hear Troutman saying, Rambo, Rambo. And then you see him when he is young waking up. And then all of a sudden it like flashes to when he was older. That was a really well edited and a really cool scene. But that's like my only praise for it. So I still stick by the fourth one is um, not worth the watch out of the whole series. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Rambo 2008. I do. This is why I think this one is the most unfairly rated is we both feel the same way. The violence in this movie feels exploitative at times. Most of the time, actually, I would say. Almost for the sake of just because it needs to be... It's because they feel it needs to be violent, therefore it should be. And we both feel not the same way. And I do totally agree. Um, overall, I do think that of... Uh, there are a lot of things in this movie that I do remember. Mainly the violence. And I think that just because of how shocking it was. Because the other Rambo movies had not been anywhere near this kind of... Of, uh, of graphicness. So, yeah, overall, yeah, Rambo 2008, it's got some serious issues. And it's kind of going back to Rambo 2 and 3 instead of Rambo 1, where they're diving into a situation where it's going to date the film a lot. I mean, it would be a, an alright history piece, but at the same time, there are better movies that can still do that. So, yeah... I did mention in the movie that it doesn't explain enough and it's and it says I said that it explains enough for you to understand but not enough for you to care and I think that that is very true because thinking back on it I remember I guess I guess I remember pieces of scenes um not overall not like in general pieces of, or parts of the story that happened which is where I remember from Rambo 1 or Rambo 2 and maybe Rambo 3 this one, I don't think it's the most forgettable of all of them, but I don't think it's the most impactful out of all of them when it's all said and done. This one is more or less just saying, hey, there's a situa this situation happened. And it, once again, brings awareness to it, but at the same time, it I feel as if it could have done a lot better. And I would have, I feel like I would have remembered a lot more from it if they had made it, if they really taken a lot more time to develop the situation. So overall, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 5 out of 10. It's a mild not recommend for me. The, if It tries to find a happy balance between just stupid fun and a serious drama. And it can't find that balance for because it's kind of hard to you know get that. So my average rating for the whole series, I added up all of the numbers divided by 4. And I came up with 6.25. Well, we don't believe in half measures here at Silver Screen Guide. 
So I'm just going to round that on down to a six. So my overall average rating for the entire Rambo series is six out of 10, a mild recommend. And I feel that's appropriate. Really, the first one is only the one that like, I would say, yeah, you should watch it. It's really worth it. And it's hard to really recommend the two. Uh, that the other three, I should say, um, I can't recommend the fourth in first blood part two and Rambo three. Yeah, they both got sixes. So that really should tell you how I feel about those. Right. So for me, I actually, since I did change, uh, my scores a little bit, the original scores, the original score and the new score do differ slightly. Um, I, since I gave, I gave originally, I gave first blood an eight part two and eight. Rambo 3 is 6, and Rambo uh, 2008 a 5, which gave an average rating of 6.75, which I'm rounding rounding to a 7. Um, now, with the new scores, I did change them slightly. So, First Blood is now an 8, Part 2 is a 6, Rambo 3 is a 5, and Rambo, uh, the new one, is a 5 as well. So, uh, that kind of gives it an average rating of a straight 6. I do think that, unfortunately, that is... I'd say representative of the series as a whole. I it's kind of sad to see that the new one or the the original is the best, and the other three are not as not as nearly as good as that. And the first one I think is the most influential out of all of them, and it's kind of sad to see that this great movie is kind of among the series of mediocre mediocre films. So for the whole series, what kind of recommend will you are you giving it? I would give it a mild recommend as a whole series. I hate to say that just because of the last three. The first one is an absolutely must-see, but it's also among the other the, the next three uh, sequels. I'd still give it a mild recommend. Um, and even, even when looking back on it, even the first one, my only flaw is that it's a bit shallow, but that's also kind of negligible, I'd say, compared to the rest of the movie. Yeah, I would recommend. So I don't believe that we ordered the movies originally after we were done with the retrospective. Normally, at the end of the retrospective, we order the movies, but I don't think we did with this one. I, I did not hear it at the end of the Rambo podcast. Interesting. I thought we, I thought I guess I thought we had, but I guess we didn't. So for the order that I'm giving these movies are First Blood, Rambo 3, Rambo First Blood Part 2, and Rambo. And for me, I'm going to go First Blood, First Blood Part 2, Rainbow 3, and then Rambo just all the way right down the list. Um, now, Rainbow 2, Rainbow 3 are pretty close for me. Um, I would say that the most enjoyable is the second one just because of how dumb fun it is. But they're really close. I would almost, they would almost be interchangeable. So in the future, which of these four movies are you most looking forward to returning to oh definitely first blood that's the one that really gives you enough action but enough deep storyline to really invest you and that's the one that i even now still say that it is absolutely the best out of all of uh, the four no no question about it i would definitely return to first blood maybe first blood part two but only if i'm really feeling more commando uh more of like a commando movie but yeah definitely first blood it's got 
a lot heavier themes that hit a lot harder than any of the other movies combined. As for me, I have seen First Blood so many times that, yes, of course I will watch it in the future, and it'll probably be the one that I watch the most in the future. But the one that I am really drawn to and really want to watch again, actually, is Rambo 3. Like I said, I remember just feeling pretty tepid about the movie at the time that was coming pretty hot off the heels of the second one which did kind of leave me with a bit of a sour taste in my mouth so and rainbow 3 didn't really do very much it did a little bit but not much to improve that so they were pretty pretty close but it's the one like i said i've seen all of them more than I've seen Rambo 3. Rambo 3 is the one I have actually seen the least. I've only seen it once, and that was a year and a half ago. So I really do want to return to Rambo 3. I'm not saying that my score will improve. It's possible I might bump it up, but I don't know. Maybe I would bump it down. Right. <laughs> I don't know. But that's the one that I am drawn to because I've seen it the least. And honestly, what's drawing me back to it is, is the locations and setting. And I kind of want to go back to that uh, world because it's the most different from uh, the other three that I would say. Right. Honestly, this series is very interesting because the first one is the, like I said earlier, it's kind of the black sheep of the family. Because the other three are dealing with more historical, political um, settings, whereas the first one is not. It's the first one's, I think, even the, the most simple out of the other three because it's just about a guy who came home from the Vietnam War, and then he's um, kind of discriminated for it. So. It's very interesting to see where this series has gone, <laughs> looking back on it. It's possible that we might have another installment in the series, whether that be a podcast or maybe we will just do a written review over it. That all depends upon how easily that will be able to uh, ac accessible to us, how easily we're going to get that in our hands. There is a movie in the works right now. On IMDb, it's just listed as Rambo, and it's starring the, I guess, somewhat famous Indian actor Tiger Shroff, is that how I believe you pronounce mm -hmm. his name? He is, they're doing a Rambo remake, it looks very similar to First Blood Part 2 from a poster that we've seen, from what I remember. I don't know what the news is about that, or how that's going to come to the States, but nevertheless, that is the next... Interesting. I guess I know that we had mentioned in Rambo Four that there were there were talks of a new Rambo movie, but when it was all said and done, it didn't. I think we had kind of come down to it wasn't coming out, and that we were saying that we yeah. aren't going to be aren't going to be returning to it. But news has come out since then, so I'm kind of in, curious to see where this one leads to. Yeah. I remember Sylvester Stallone has always been very talkative about his old franchises, about how he's always wanted to return to them and do a new one, and he was extremely wishy-washy saying he's going to do a Rambo 5. No, there'll be a new Rambo movie with maybe it'll be about his son returning from the Iraq war or something, or no, now it's going to be a TV series about him and his son, or it's just going to be a completely new Rambo altogether. And I don't think any of us were expecting a, 
an Indian Bollywood remake or I'm assuming it's a remake. I think that's what I've everything that I've heard. So that'll be fairly interesting. And I don't know. I guess we can count that as a remake, which would fall in line with the retrospective. But like I said, we those de- those details are really sparse right now, and we might not do a podcast. That might just be a written review on the website. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how much time we want to invest in right. that movie coming back to this. But anyways, thank you for our ver- uh, joining us for our very first look back segment. Uh, I think this was a great idea, yeah. Alan, and it's really good to reexamine these movies. About a year, year and a half later. Yeah, and I'm. It is interesting because I know that I've mentioned this before. Um, the rating that I give in the podcast, unless I've seen it before, it may not be the when it was all said and done. My real rating. The, my real rating is um, thinking back on it and thinking about how much I remember, how much do I take away from it, how much does it impact to me. That's the real score. And yeah, this is why this is one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to do I look back this thing called SSG look back where we look back on our old retrospective on our old retrospectives and see how our views have changed on the film and how much they've left an impact on us. Like we said, we will be coming back eventually in the future with our Hannibal Lecter look back, which that'll be very interesting. I yeah. am looking forward to that one. But for now, listeners, we are we have a bunch of retrospectives in the works right now. A lot of the uh, first episodes are out or will be coming out, um, especially by the time this podcast is uploaded, then they should be out already. So we're starting a bunch of new retrospectives that I think you all will really enjoy different genres. So there's something for everyone out there. So make sure to share this podcast with your friends, like us on social media, just share it all around. We want to get the word out uh, about Silver Screen Guide. We love talking about movies and we love talking about movies with all of you. So we want to say thank you again for listening and for sharing it with your friends and just uh, talking about it. It's it's great. We have so much fun doing it. But until next time, listeners, well, we'll see you then.